Hey, Joey. Hello, Mike Lawson. And hello to anyone listening. My name's Mike. That's Joe. I live in the San Francisco Bay Area. Joe lives in L.A. We have been friends for over 15 years, and every single week we call one another and we catch up. Yes, we do, Mike Lawson. Yes, we do. We do every single week without fail. We never miss a week. Right before we started recording, I made, I mean, I was kind of joking that, like, hey, let's hurry up and record. Like, I have somewhere to be, which I don't. Mm-hmm. But I think part of it was, like, I have so little to talk about that I was just worried that we were, like, I was using up what little bit I could talk about on the pre-show, you know? No, like, Mike Lawson, go. you forget you're talking to a master conversationalist. I can sure. make this show into an hour just yeah. by uh, just talking to you. You know, by the way, speaking of, I think we're doing Pride 48. I think so. Mm-hmm. I'm when not is sure. It? I don't know. I think okay. it's in, well, I think it's two I'm weeks. Busy that day. No, I think it's two weeks from today. I remember it, I remember when I was talking to Adam Burns. I'm like, oh, that's a catching up weekend because I'm also doing throwing down with Adam Burns for Pride 48. Oh, cool. And so we're going to be a double duty that weekend for me. But um, I look. You know what's funny is in Pride 48, I know there's this um, preconceived notion that I'm a diva, right? Which I actually yeah. don't think I'm that much of a diva, right? But whatever, right? And, uh, but there's that notion. And, but I did, I did, maybe this is why I did have to pull a diva move. I really what did. did. You because, okay. So, you know, do, do you know Taylor the Latte Boy from Part of My Copilot? You ever heard of him? Yeah, of course. Okay. He, he's on some committee where the, here's what I love. So, he's on this committee. <laughs> I don't talked about this on the air before. He, they made a committee, which is, I think is a good idea. <clears throat> To reach out to shows that used to be on Pride 48 and have since not either done shows anymore or just haven't been on Pride 48 or just haven't done the, the live stream in a while. To reach out to some old friends. Yeah. See if you want to come back. Between you and me, just reach out. It's like saying that they're reaching out at all, I think, is a nice step yeah. for them. Because mm-hmm. I, I do respect the like, we don't you know ask people to join this community. Everyone's mm-hmm. welcome. Yeah. Low barrier for entry thing. Yeah. But if you're putting together a weekend that you want people to get excited about, like you have to do some work to kind of get folks interested and excited about that, you know? Yeah. No, I agree. You got to start the ball rolling a bit. Completely agree. So he reaches out to me <clears throat> and he goes, you know, I know you, you guys haven't done Cat, uh, Pride 48 in a very long time. And I went, we did it last year. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, just... The last one you had, but yeah, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. So he goes, all right, well, would you be interested in doing it this year? And I go, yeah. I mean, and that's why I came, I came to you privately. I said, let me talk to Lawson, but I don't – we did it last year, so I don't see why there would be a problem. And you said, yeah. And so I tell Taylor, I say, listen, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll do it. And he goes, great. Now just go to pride48.com and fill out this fucking long-ass form. And I go, no, no forms. I'm not doing forms. There's not going to be any form filled out by me. You came to me. You asked if I do it. That's fine. I'm not. I'm not going to fill a form, right? Mm-hmm. So then I was uh, in the hot tub the other day, 
And I was thinking, you know, this Adam Burns, he does this show for us, you know, as he lets everybody know he doesn't get paid for it. And uh, there's nobody he knows that can hear it unless they go behind a paywall. I should throw him a bone and do throwing down with him for Pride 48. So I call him and I say, listen, do you want to do throwing down for Pride 48? And he's like, I was going to ask you, but I didn't know if it was too special, you know, for you over at the, you know, at the Patreon, you know, and, and I didn't want, but I was thinking about it. I go, yeah, 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 we'll do it. And I go, and I go, I don't know if Taylor told you, but uh, we were, we were thinking about doing catching up. He's like, oh, great. Well, uh, well, just go out to Pride Fort. And I'm like, no, no forms. I said, I'm telling you right now. We'll do, he's all, I'm all, I will do these shows, but I don't want to fill out any fucking form. It's the one diva move I'm going to do. I'm not going to fill out a goddamn form. So he said he'd take care of it. So. Okay. So I know throwing down will take care of it. I don't know about catching up. Yeah, but, um, I mean, I don't care. We we could just set a record time, and then yeah, if it happens, then we'll go live. And if it doesn't happen, then we record our show. Well, what's fine? I'm genuinely, no, no, no. I don't care. I know I'm like you. So I told Adam Burns. He goes, "Well, if you guys do catching up, what times do you want?" And I go, "We record usually on on like Sundays at eleven, which would be two p.m. Eastern." Okay, but what if that time's not available? Can you give two other times? Like, no, there's no other times. We record yeah. on Sundays at 2 p.m. Eastern. If it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I know it's very diva-ish, but like... Look, diva-ish, sure, but also, I mean, they say when you're negotiating, you should be able to walk away, and mm-hmm. I'm 100% okay with walking away right now. If they can't give us that exact time slot, yeah. then we just say... Fine, we'll just record our show and give it to the you know people behind the, the paywall, and we're fine with that. To the Matt and Burl, yeah. But the thing here's the thing that pissed me off is if we get like you know fucking nine a.m. on Sunday, right? And then Matt Burling game has his like six hour block of like the, the movie reviews and the gay big sex show and uh, let me watch me eat pie and all these five other shows he has doesn't have any shows during the year, but for some reason in June uh, he always has fucking six hours of shit to say. Hi everyone. I wonder why they don't like me at Pride Forty Eight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now you know it's time. You know Mike Lawson. Uh, this is this. Believe it or not, even though I'm doing the talking, <clears throat> it's time for now what I'm calling our weekly segment. Even though you don't know this, uh, where we're going to talk about what's going on with you and your quarantine love life. We're calling it Lawson. Wait, Lawson's Lovers Lane. Uh, are you ready for that? Sure. Okay. So, what? Give us an update of what's the last thing we heard. Um, regarding the therapist? Yeah. Last thing we heard was, um, well, I told you he yelled at me. Remember that? (laughs) He got mad because I was saying, like, I don't think I said it on here, but he was mad because I said I wanted to talk about my mental health. And I prefaced the conversation with, like, I hope this doesn't feel like work or Mm -hmm. something like that. Don't respond like a therapist. Something like that. Um, he's, we're good. I just bought him, um, oh, you actually, um, kind of inspired the purchase, but I just bought him a sex toy. Mm-hmm. Why did, uh, wait, 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 why did I inspire the purchase? Well, it's one of those eggs. I got him one of those Oh, oh but, but don't, eggs. oh, oh, but warn him. Dude, have we talked on here about my, my, oh, 
We even talked on here about this? No, what? Oh what? My God, Warn him what? Okay. It's like it's supposed to arrive No, today. no, 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 no. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. Did I? I just no. got like really scared. No, no, Warn no, no, him no, no, what? No, no. no, no. <laughs> this is purely. It comes, yeah. It comes in like a pink box that says this is a sex toy or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, I hope you like fucking eggs is what it says on there, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, you should have talked to me for I'll tell you which one's the best one. There's oh. one that's the best one by far. But anyway. So I just bought him one. Because, like, on Amazon, they all come in, like, a pack of ten yeah, or something. Six. So I bought him one via the eggs web, Tenga Eggs website mm-hmm. and sent it to him. And then I sent a text that just said, like, hey, you should be getting a package this weekend. Smiley face. Mm-hmm. So I didn't, like, acknowledge what it is. Mm-hmm. But I... I, I'm struggling struggling a little bit. Mm-hmm. I feel like sexting and flirting via text and stuff is very much like eating a meal in a Sims video game. Like, it's required, but it's not very fulfilling. Like, I'm not enjoying it. I don't think I'm very good at it either. But I do think it's, like, kind of a necessary part of kind of keeping this thing from morphing into, like, a weird like internet friendship do wouldn't you know what funny, i mean like yeah wouldn't it be funny though you you call for a, a phone sex conversation and he's like hey mike and you're like just right at the bat i don't really have a lot <laughs> of to say today and he's like okay what are you wearing i gotta go go to hell mike <laughs> that's the whole sexing thing uh i never told you my warning yeah what's the warning okay this is purely a hypothesis Okay, I don't have any evidence that this is true, but uh, I I did some uh, scientific work. I remember I got that urinary tract infection. <gasps> I yeah, I think. Well, because I will say Tenga to to Tenga's defense, tell you you're only supposed to use these eggs one time, right? Oh, what? But, yeah, but everyone online says no. You can totally use them till they fall apart. Just make sure you wash and clean them. Which I was cleaning them like nobody's business, washing, drying them, like because I was really afraid. But I think maybe that's where I, I, this is only a hypothesis. I think that's where I got the urinary tract. Because where uh, else would I get it? Yeah, maybe as like the the thing like wore down a little bit, like some sort of chemical reaction that you had. I don't know. Maybe, maybe who knows. Up. If anyone listening doesn't know what we're talking about, tenga eggs are, like, these, like, small... They kind of remind me of, like, the eggs that you would get out of, like, the Simpsons... Or not Simpsons, Flintstone machine, where you put in a quarter and, like, the Mm -hmm. egg would drop down or whatever. Mm -hmm. They're about that size, and it's basically just... It's, like, rubber. I will say uh, the best one, I believe... Oh, which one is it? I think it's the one with the sun on it. There's one that's amazing, that's phenomenal. You're like, holy shit, I never have to date anyone ever again. And the other ones are good too, but that one is like mind-blowing. Yeah. So I got it, I sent it to him. I feel like it might start some conversation that like I'm struggling to kind of start myself. I don't mm-hmm. know. What's that conversation? Just like sex talk. Oh, like, oh, 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 so you're saying I'm like just you- struggling to kind of get spicy in our sexting, you know? Okay, oh, 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 so you guys sex. You don't have phone sex or cyber sex. You don't, you know, cam stuff. I am unable to 
do it via text, so there's no way that I think I'd be able to jump on a phone call or FaceTime and get sex. Oh, so you just get him off. No, no, we, no, well, no. What? Wait, maybe, maybe I'm doing this wrong. What do you mean I get him off? <laughs> like, I don't... Like, I don't... It's not like a session where it's like, okay, we're doing this. It's more like he sends... Like, he sent a photo, and then when I'm, like... And then I respond eventually with the photo. You know what I mean? It's not like we're both sitting down doing that thing. Oh, you guys don't communicate, like, what are you doing? No. Oh. Interesting. Oh do I have to do that, too? Well, if you don't... I mean, no, you can do whatever you want to do. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I know. Whatever you're I comfortable know. with, yeah. But I, I'm, I guess what I'm... I, I'm not comfortable with any of this, so that's not the right thing to say it's more like what can i do and kind of be comfortable with and like warm up to almost Mm -hmm. i'm just i'm just very not good at this it's turning out but Mm -hmm. i've never had to i mean like maybe i've like flirted a little via text but it it was always it's always more like and then i'll see you tomorrow you know Mm mm-hmm Yeah, I'm not. I'm not enjoying this very when, much. But when, when was the last time you participated in this event? A long time ago, like oh. basically the original pictures that we sent. Oh, really? And does he yeah, want to? Does, now I know he wants to meet in person and and have sex with you. But uh, has he been pushing for more something, anything? No, no, oh. he's not a pushy person at all. So oh. I don't know that he would. He's very good at kind of like reading the room and. You know, he'll make a point of saying, like, hey, I have this, like, interest or this desire, but I'm not, like, you know, I'm I'm leaving it to you to kind of now respond to that in Mm -hmm. whatever way you feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. So it's kind maybe the downside of being with somebody who's, like, really kind of good at communication and listening. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because he's not forcing me to do this thing that's kind of, like, awkward and weird for me. Do so, you follow? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, right now, let me ask you this. Right now, we're not... doesn't seem like... It, they're, they're advising you still self-quarantine, right? Right, right. Do you anticipate... When would you anticipate that that's going to uh, happen for you? Where you're comfortable enough to go out there? Go out... To see him, yeah, to be able to physically be in his presence and whatnot. What, 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 what's your benchmark? What are you waiting for? Well, I mean, like we will be fluid bonded when that happens. So I, I mean, when, when would I feel comfortable? What are you waiting for? What is your benchmark that you're waiting for? I haven't thought about that too much. I don't know. I know that it's not now, but I don't know exactly what you know, sign I'm looking for to mm-hmm. release me. I feel like I'm so far away from that, that like, I don't know. Are you afraid that he's, because he's, he's ready to meet up now. Are you afraid that at a certain point he's going to be like, fuck this, this isn't worth it? Um, am I afraid of that? No, I don't think fear is the right word. I mean, I'd be bummed, but I wouldn't be like devastated. Uh-huh. You know, like I'm not, I'm not like, so deep into this. I know we've been hanging out for a long time. We met 
I would say like October. So it's been a while. Mm-hmm. But there was like a month, a few months where I was traveling, he traveled, and then how long there was that it, inc- yeah, how incident long, where he threw yeah. the drink in my face and didn't talk to me. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, how long did he not talk to you after that incident? It was like a month, maybe like five weeks ish. Mm-hmm. I think maybe a little, I don't less. I don't know. About a month. So, you know, the pace, it, it's interesting because you're, I think like, oh my God, I've been hanging with this guy since October, but like mm-hmm. the personal trainer happened in that time. Oh, yeah. There was, you know, sex with other people that was happening during that time. It mm-hmm. wasn't, you know, a, a solid, just him and I. Here's a question. October. You might not remember the answer to this. When was the last time you had sex with a white person? Um, like full on white? At this stage, I'll take anything. Oh, mixed with white, like, you know, maybe the end of last year. Okay, what about full white? That's been longer, maybe... Maybe before Steve, but after RK. Oh, interesting. So, well, what, 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 was, know, what was the deaf guy from the gym? He was mixed, so... Oh, he was. Yeah. We but, like, not, I don't know with what exact... Huh? You can't have phone sex with him. Yeah. <laughs> he can talk on a phone. He oh. has devices. Oh. But I... I'm not exactly sure what his race was, because we never... I just never was the topic of, of conversation because our conversation was not <laughs> incredibly deep. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So, that's kind of... Um, so right now, I mean, what's weird is I know you feel kind of trapped in this relation. Not trapped, like you're, you can't get out, but more like you would like for it to progress, but you can't because of the quarantine, but yet you are the decider of that. I guess that's what's frustrating. Because the other I don't think party- I am the decider. I don't think I am. I think um, I feel that same feeling of, I guess, trapped is a way to describe it. But more like, um, I just feel like it's on, it's on pause and I'm getting antsy. Um, and that's the same way with a lot of things. Though. That's my career. That's my housing situation. You, you know? know what's so funny? So like. There's a lot of things that I'd like to move forward with that I can't. You know what's so funny? What? If you didn't like sex so much, my parents were just watching this <laughs> movie from a long time ago about St. Francis. Okay. And they were in the background. I was doing something. And I was like, I bet you Lawson would love to be like a monk. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're not wrong. I, I feel like I've never thought of that specifically since i'm not a religious person Mm -hmm. by the way church this morning was great (laughs) but um i'm not a very religious person so that priesthood and stuff that kind of stuff doesn't interest me but can you imagine being like a forest ranger who lives alone in a (laughs) cabin you know like for a month at a time and then takes a month off that's a job that would be great that's what cameron did when uh right after we broke up do you remember? Do you remember? This is just a random yeah. thing in the Cameron history that we might not remember this. But do you remember, like, right after we broke up, he moved to yeah. like Delaware, or somewhere random like that, and he like took care of the property or something. Yeah, he was like, uh, it was it was through an a, an agency, like an internship with like the national parks or whatever, and he had yeah. like a cabin where he was by himself for like 
those two or three. He'd see like once a week someone bring him supplies and stuff. But for the most part, he was by himself for like two or three months. God, maybe I need to reach out to him and see how I can get that. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, any other? So no other news about the therapist. No, I think um, I've said it all. <laughs> all right, well, that's that's our update for this week, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll come back, I guess, next week. Uh, just yeah. to go and tap on Joe's love life, nothing happened. Cool. I'm strangely okay with that. I oh, you know yeah. what? I'll give you a kind of minor development. Last Sunday, John Paul came to visit. Okay. A socially distanced visit where he came in through the side gate. He had a mask on, and we have he a wore t- the mask the whole time. He wore the mask the whole time. I wouldn't have. Yeah. I'm actually a step below. Where like, if I know you've been quarantining, which he has been because his mom, and uh, if uh, you sit six feet away from me, I'm fine. Yeah, you know. Um, but he wore a mask. So I wore a mask the whole time, right? So anyway. Uh, he comes and my mom was out there. She's like, Oh, hi, John Paul. Quick side story there is I think I've told you this. The reason John Paul's been quarantined is his, his mother um, had a, a bad accident where she like broke her hip and her shoulder and something like that. Which his mom, his, his parents are a lot older. He's like one, like he has much older siblings. So his parents gotcha. are like well in their 80s, you know? Oh. So that could be like a death sentence, but uh, yeah. So, but he's been nursing his mom, quarantining because she's older, and and you know, so he's been quarantining uh, to take care of her. And it'd been two weeks since he'd been with her, so he he felt safe to come over here, whatever, right? So he, my mom's asking about this, what happened with his mom. And he tells her, my mom's like, and this is my favorite thing. She goes, "Hold on for a second. and she goes into the house and she comes back with a pad of paper and a pen. And she goes, uh, what's your mom's name? And he tells her his name. I don't even know what his mom's name is, right? And she goes, like a waitress, like, okay, I have my Monday prayer group, and we're going to pray for her. And thank you. And my whole thing, even then, I was thinking, like, well, can't you just think John Paul's mom? Like, do you think God right. goes, who are you talking about? Where? Where? Where's she from? I don't understand what you're talking about, right? If you believe in this God <laughs> person, right? Do you think he knows who you're talking about? Anyway. Well, she probably has to say it out loud. So she's like embarrassed to say like my son's friend's mom, who I don't know personally. Yeah. You know, she'll just say the name. Yeah. So I'm like. The prayer, the prayer group, prayer chain stuff is very funny to me. I don't fun- hate it. Yeah, it's just funny. It's funny to me too. So Jean Paul and I don't talk about it. If she does. I'm like, whatever. Right. Bye. Mom, leave us alone. God. Okay, right? And um, so then, Jean-Paul and I, oh, so she goes back inside the house, and Jean-Paul goes, do me a favor. And he whips out uh, a hard drive, right? Yeah. And he puts it on the table. But yeah, it's a whole thing where he puts it, then I have to go and, and pick it up because of the distancing stuff. And he goes, go right now into your house. Oh, no, no, no. This happened... So I'm sorry. This happened when my mom went to get the pad of paper and the pen. He goes, go in the house, start start downloading uh, that FD folder. And I go, FD? He goes, family dick. I, down- I subscribed and I downloaded every video they ever made. 
and uh, you can go to put it on your computer. I'm like, okay. So my mom and I pack Wait, each other. Family dick is it incest porn? Well, fake incest porn, but yeah, yeah. And I'm never, I'm, I'm, I'm only I'm, a fan. I of, might regret this Google search right now. <laughs> well, do you know there's the one that looks like Jay Ellis, right? I always tease him. He looks like Jay Ellis. No, I go, oh, Jay Ellis. Family. Hold on, now I gotta find it. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm gonna find it right now. Hold on. Um, yeah, because there's one I told you. I when, when I've talked about it before on other shows, I call it. Um, you know, Jay Ellis from Family Dick. Uh, and um, let's see here. The, the thing with Family Dick that's really weird, actually, is... Uh, <laughs> oh, you found him? No, unless it's the family part. I don't keep going. <laughs> the thing about Family Dick that's kind of weird. <laughs> except for the actual concept. Well, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the thing is that... Um, this is, it actually makes it creepier, to be honest with you. Whoever you like, let's say there's like a uh, a, a guy, right? And then he or a, and he has a son, quote unquote. There and whenever they're in videos, they keep the relationship consistent. So it's always the same dad with the same son, or the same brother with the same brother. Does that make sense? Yeah. Which I don't know. So why. like you're locked into the, they cast you as that actual person and that's your role in all of their productions you are that person the world is the world the world is the world i'm trying to find the one that has the picture where the guy looks like jay ellis let me try this one because in a lot of porn i don't i mean my consumption isn't i think what yours is but like no and that's not a dig that's not a dig but i feel like in a lot of porn worlds it's like oh and now you're uh the top and you're dominant oh and then tomorrow you're a bottom and submissive and then like th- like everything just changes always. Yeah, but I'll be honest, I've made this point before. I'm I'm a once a, guy, a day guy in the morning, like after yeah. I read the news. Like I'm not like trolling it and stuff like that. In fact, to be honest with you, remember for my birthday last year, John Paul gave me a hard drive with a bunch of stuff on it. I think I've maybe watched it like two times. It's good to yeah. have, but I, I maybe my maybe my point isn't that you consume a lot, but rather that you're a connoisseur more than I am. That you like understand the notes and the flavors and stuff. Where well, I because I like those are the kinds of things that I like. Does that make sense? Like, like weird little things like that. Like I like the like to me, I could watch a story the whole way through without the sex. You know, I think it's very funny. Uh, yeah. It's also it, well, here's the thing too. But it's not going to get you off. No, like, but you here's need the, the sex. But, no, but this is where I was going to get to is. The sex part doesn't get me off so much as much as the relationshipy part of it does. Um, so that's why Family Dick isn't necessarily a favorite. It's more like boyfriend stuff, and there's a story. Does that make sense? Uh, and yeah. I, I get off more on the story if it's just like I can't get off on like two randos that I'm not. Com- I don't know. I, I don't know what the relationship. I need to know backstory and stuff. It's sort of weird. Gotcha. Even yeah. if it's dumb, like if you go to the men.com videos, right? Mm-hmm. I think that they're trying to be funny. There's one where a guy buys like a sex doll. They accidentally send him two, and they come to life and have sex with him. And I, there's a story. I understand the story. Okay, this makes sense, right? Uh, I think I've made this point very clear before. Consent is very important to me. So rapey stuff is yeah. not attractive. To me. I know gay guys who write to me personally or tell me privately. Like, no, I love the rape stuff. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah. In terms of the fantasy, not in real life, like uh, John Paul. You know, sure. John Paul wants to be like raped. I guess you know he likes the one where because John Paul's a bottom. Yeah, uh, 
And, uh, but yeah, I, I'm not into that. But uh, yeah, there you go. Family Dick. And uh, same makers of, I think, Mormon Boys. And I believe they also do Brother Crush. Thank you. Uh, speaking of Family Dick, I reached out to JLS again recently. Uh-huh. Um, because I finished the survivor where his kind of like favorite survivor one. Who's so since survivor? you and I, t- we, uh, there's a guy named Yule. He's a Korean oh. guy who won this one season. Do you know Yule? Isn't that the one with Alex and Garita? No, it isn't. Oh. Um, it's the season where they're separated into ethnic oh, tribes. Oh yeah. So I, I must've seen that season. Cause I know Yule. Yeah, the old Asian he was a, man. Just such a good player, but also mm-hmm. like kind of sexy as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Isn't he an smart. old man? Say it again. Isn't he an old man? No, he's like when he filmed the season, he was probably like late twenties. Oh, 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 oh. Then I, I'm not talking about the same person. Then never mind. Yeah, and so he, um, he won, and I, I knew that Yule was Jay's favorite, so I kind of we talked a little bit about that. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a good man, man. Yule and Jay, both. I like both of them. What do you like about this Jay Ellis? I love Jay, the way Jay communicates. Like, it's, I mean, maybe it's that I like it, but it's also that I envy it. That mm-hmm. he, I've heard him, I mean, he does shows with you that, you know, that's the only time I hear him talk. And I hear people interact with you in very different ways. And I don't, I'm not, there's no judgment here, but I've, mm-hmm. I hear some people like, like Taylor or a Lori who will have an argument with you. Mm-hmm. And that has just a different tone than when Jay disagrees with you. It's, he's very good at kind of just like holding on to the stuff that matters and just letting go of everything else. And so he, I've heard him argue with you a few times where he's like, okay, this is my point. And, he doesn't say these words, but he's like, this is my point, And I can see you have a different point. So what's next? Like, let's move on. Or, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it just is not, I just wish that I can kind of diffuse stuff, but also like say what I need to say and be heard mm-hmm. in the way he does it without like that being the primary point. I don't know. I just envy it. Well, one of the weird things is, you know, on, I think on a, on a recent, fairly recent episode of the T, Lori and I found out that Jay has a perfectly psychologically healthy relationship with his family. With boundaries and everything like that. And I was like, huh. <laughs> because Lori, neither Lori nor I have that. And uh, I don't know how you get that or how you develop that. One thing that I'm learning as I'm approaching 40 is that, like, nobody has everything put together. And so right now we're focusing on this part of him. I'm sure he struggles with some stuff mm-hmm. that you and I are good at. Mm-hmm. So. You know, everyone has their stuff, but I really do envy the way he kind of like talks and speaks to to people and like I don't know. I like that. Yeah, he's a good egg, this Jay Ellis. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh I'm trying to think if I have any other stories. Uh well, you know, there was a whole I don't I, look guys, here's the thing. So there was a big drama on Friday, right? Where that's why we, we usually do the tea on Fridays, but we didn't do the tea because of the drama. And the drama. I I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, but I'm going to, and I'm not trying to upsell anybody. It's just, it's so emotionally draining. And I went through it chapter and verse on this Joe Batanz last night that I'll you give. You just have to subscribe at this page. Yeah. That's what I'm kind of saying is like, I don't know if I can go through it emotionally again, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I did a chapter and verse on this Joe Batanz. Okay. So my mom had been having like leg pain 
but the same oh, it's leg family but, trauma. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, she'd been having this leg pain, uh, that but the same one that I have, right? And it, the way she was describing it, it felt very much like sciatica, which is what I have, what I suffer from sciatica, and it, it flares up sometimes and it acts up and it's, uh, annoying, you know. And um, but she was worried because she had the same symptoms about a little less than a year ago, and if you remember, she had a blood clot. Right. So just to be cautious, she called her doctor, and the doctor said, you know what, it does sound like it's just your sciatic acting up, but why don't we do this thing where you have to get some blood work done anyway? Why don't you come in, get the blood work done, I'll order, like, there's this test that they can do, and we'll see, and if it comes back positive we'll, for blood clot, then we'll do some more work, and if not, then you just go home, you know? You gotta mm-hmm. do the test anyway, just one more test. So she goes and does it, and fully expecting that everything would be fine, and they waited because oh, because of COVID, you have you go in and you have to wait in the parking lot. There's no waiting rooms or anything. They just sit in the parking lot. So they wait in the parking lot until the test results come back. Well, my mom text messages me and my brother that it came back that uh, it looked like there was a blood clot. Now this test isn't super accurate. It just tells you you should do more tests, right? Yeah. And what was upsetting me, speaking of no boundaries, was. My mom was pretty upset about it, and then my then they were to add another layer. My dad and mom were uh, very high strung because they they do everything together, okay. Mm-hmm. So because of COVID, my, they, they wanted they they wanted my mom to go to the emergency room. They wouldn't let my dad in the emergency room, so he had to sit in the truck. Uh, during while my mom's in there, not she she wants to be with him, he wants to be with her, and so they're very frustrated and calling me and calling my brother and they're just both very upset and so that's the part that was upsetting was because look in the long in the grand scheme of things worst case scenario my mom had the blood clot which is not that big of a deal in terms of medical diagnoses it can be if not caught but they would have caught it and they put her on the medication and in the worst case scenario she's on blood thinners for the rest of her life you know a lot of people are mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um but she was upset about it and so it just made me on edge, and I just wasn't. It wasn't that I was like really anxious, but I was just not in the headspace to do the tea that day. So we postponed yeah. it till today. Anyway, uh, long story short, I did the ultrasound, couldn't find a blood clot. Did uh, a battery of tests, CAT scans, EKGs, everything to rule out everything, and it all came back clear. And I, you know, what's so funny is I was reading with this test because you might think it's weird. I guess with this test, even though it's used as the first step in blood clots. Only about 16% of people actually have a blood clot. It's usually, it could be something else, but yeah. uh, it's only 16% have a blood clot. So they basically tell my mom, just drink more water. I don't know why, but drink yeah. more water. And- well, you don't, you don't want to ignore a blood clot yeah. either. So like the test, you know, is catching those 16% of people yeah. that take it. So that's good. Yeah. So everything actually turned out, she had no blood clot, anything. And so everything turned out to be good. It, but my levels of anxiety were all over the place that day. Yeah, that day. So, yeah. But uh, that was my Friday. That was the only exciting thing. Oh, yesterday I went to – okay. So, you know, we do the pit crew, which is where my cousins, uh, Alex and Phillips, two straight guys, watch RuPaul's Drag Race and they judge it by the numbers. Okay. Yeah. And every time I go, I'm always drinking Phillips beer or someone – or Alex brought beer or something like that. So – this week, I bought a book a while ago on batch cocktails. I always love batch cocktails, you know? Okay, yeah. And I wanted to try some of them. So I made one yesterday. It was called The Poolside. Whoa. So I made it, and I was like, okay, let's see how it is. I was weird, like, what if it's gross? 
Mike Lawson, everybody loved it. We were like, this is fucking dangerous shit. This is dangerous. Because What's in it? It's super simple, actually. It's Grand Marnier. All right. What's wrong? Uh-huh. It's, I don't know. It's super simple. And then your first ingredient is not simple. I mean, you're saying simple maybe in the number of ingredients, but go on. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. So it's Grand Marnier, which is kind of an expensive liqueur, but okay. But uh, Grand Marnier, um, but in the grand scheme of things, not expensive. I'll tell you that in a second. Grand Marnier, mint, um, lemon juice, club soda, and jalapenos. Okay. And um, and so I made like the 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 um, the batch. Like in other words, there's like a the the Grand Marnier and stuff like that. And then we took and we mixed it with the club soda at at, at uh, now does Grand Marnier? Let's see what the let's see what the sugar is on Grand Marnier. Because you can get diet club soda, so that's not um, yeah. a problem if you're diabetic. Uh, nutritional information. Here we go. Carbs. Here we go. Uh, oh. In, but what's the, oh per ounce? It's six grams per ounce of carbs. Hmm. Uh, Sounds interesting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not bad if you do it with diet club soda. It'd probably be very diabetic friendly because there's no sugar in it at all, or and it's the only those are the only ingredients. Yeah. Um, so you, are you putting a lot of lemon juice or no? I think like it, a, was, it was six. It was six. Well, well, it's hard to say because you're making a batch that makes eight glasses, right? Yeah. So in the yeah. eight glasses, it's six tablespoons of lemon juice. A cup of Grand Marnier, uh, 36 mint leaves, and uh, 32 ounces of club soda. Okay. So, if it's, let me see. So, that's 48 grams of carbs for the whole pitcher. So, if you have two, then that's only like 16 grams. That's not bad. If you, yeah. get di- you have to get diet club soda, but they have it. I've seen it at the store. Hmm. It was, it was yeah, delicious. I, it tasted like you were drinking like a, a refreshing iced tea or lemonade or like an Arnold Palmer kind of. Yeah. It sounds good. Yeah. Um, so you did that. In, are they still – do they have like plexiglass? Did you say they were going to or they do have? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. They have the, the plexiglass and there's a whole thing. My mom's very concerned about it too. I'm like, trust me, it is so safe. We always sit six feet apart. Okay. Mm-hmm. In the studio, just by nature, the way the studio is. Okay, I'll be honest with you. The studio, we're not six feet apart, but we're like four, right? Okay. Yeah, that's not about right. We're about four feet away from each other, all of us. And then, just, and that's just the nature of the way the studio is set up. And then we're wearing masks. And there's a yeah. plexiglass. Wait, you wear a mask while you record? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought it would sound different, but it really doesn't. What? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. Well, we'll do, you know, next week, okay, I just put Crowdcast on my phone. Maybe we'll Crowdcast it next week. But, uh, uh, yeah. And so, you know what's the weird, did you ever, have you ever been to Tommy Burgers? Yeah, of course. I've never been. What? The chili yeah. place, right? Yeah. So, Tommy Burger is a an L.A. chain, uh, yeah. Southern California chain. And it, I would say as a kid, we ate there like monthly that's almost. What, that's what Alex and Philip were saying. They were like, they were literally, well, I found out why. Today, uh, but uh, it came up and um, they were floored 
Okay. They were floored mm-hmm. that I'd never been. And for everyone to know, it's, they just put chili and everything. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I, I wouldn't say it's like great food, but mm-hmm. you do, you like a, a greasy spoon kind of yeah, place. Sure and they do. have like that kind of French fries and, mm-hmm. you know, their burgers are that, I don't know, that kind of burger. Yeah. 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 It's They're very that. decent. Yeah. And, um, so when we were watching RuPaul's Drag Race, Alex ordered Tommy Burger and I had it for the first time. Hmm. Thank you. And your thoughts? Uh, the burger, a B, but the chili fries, man, A, A plus. Yeah. yeah. Great. By the way, there's three locations in Nevada, two in Vegas, one in Henderson. Everything else is in, looks like Southern California. Yeah. I don't, I, I do not even recommend it. Like, it's not a place where I would tell people they have to go. You know what? You but, know what it's like? But I mean, it's good. You know what I, I can tell? Even though I didn't, I wasn't, well, I guess I had a couple of drinks. You know what it's really like? It's like um, Alberto's. Mm. Uh, yeah. Alberto's, again, another Southern California chain of Mexican food, which actually very few are called Alberto's. You know the story about Alberto's and their family? Uh, They're all over Phoenix, too. Oh, they are? Rigoberto's. Yeah. So they used to be yeah. called Alberto's. And believe it or not, I know a bunch of little chains that this happened to, where then the 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 founder dies, and then the family just fucking fights over the the restaurant chain, and there's, the, it never ends well, and so then they all have to have their own different chains. Well, what happened with Alberto's is something similar happened. I don't think it's exactly that, but it's very, very similar. The person dies. And different people are fighting over the or the franchisees break up or something like that, and so yeah. they have the same food, but they have to change the name. Only the people who owned Alberto's originally can call it Alberto's. So they have like Filibertos, Rigobertos, Taco Bertos, whatever, right? But it's the same exact food, yeah, but just not that name. And a lot of times, like on the menus, it's like they just basically cross out the letters that no longer apply. Like, yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's not really, like it looks different. It's like the exact same place, just with a kind of slightly different name. And so the thing with Alberto's is this is like I guess it would be the greasy spoon equivalent of Mexican food, you mm. know, and um, a greasy cuchara, okay. And uh, for a long time, when I first started, when I was able to drink and I would get drunk. Oh no, maybe when I wasn't even able to drink legally. You get drunk. The thing was, you'd go because it's open. They're open twenty four hours. You'd go to Alberto at like two in the morning after the bars close, or you're drunk or high or whatever, and you'd get food, and it would be the most amazing Mexican food you ever had. Well, I remember I'm being like twenty nothing and going like, yeah. it was like Tuesday at one p.m. and I'm like, let's go to Alberto's. I went to Alberto's, and I was like, this is what I've been fucking eating. <laughs> Yeah. Well, part of the appeal of that after drunkenness food, the flavor, yes, the greasiness, the unhealthiness is all kind of appealing, mm-hmm. but it's also kind of like on the cheaper side. Yeah. So you just spend a hundred bucks on booze and you're mm-hmm. like, God, this $2 burrito is wonderful. <laughs> yes. I remember being to Alberto's in Costa Mesa and waiting for my food. And it's, it's, they're always in ghetto areas. And this short Mexican guy comes stumbling up. Blood dripping from his one hand covering his eye and his blood seeping out. He's like, "Ay me ojo, ay me ojo," and then he just keeps stumbling by, just walking on by. I'm like, "Welcome to Costa Mesa," you know? Yeah. And, uh, and then are... he ordered the the beans and rice yeah, combination. Yeah. yeah, his eyes bleeding. He's all like, "I'll have two tacos and a quesadilla, please." Me ojo. Uh, in Phoenix, uh, 
the light rail system, it kind of ended at like the end of the line um, was right by a Filiberto. Oh, thank you for saying that was so good. People would park there, take the light rail into the city, mm-hmm. get their drunk on, oh. take the light rail back, sit at Filiberto's and eat the shitty food while you sober up a little bit, get in your car and go. Well, two things. Thank you nice for uh, saying that story because now it made sense of why I played at the end of the road at the beginning of the show. <laughs> two, uh, what a brilliant move by Filiberto's part. That's why if you want to open a business, you do that, right? Where the drunk people yeah. end up, where they end up. Because remember, did you ever see that story? She was the first one. To, there was one girl who was the first one to do it. And now people copy her. Where it was a Girl Scout who set up her table outside yeah. of a marijuana dispensary. Yeah, and Brilliant. she like sold out in like a, an hour. It made like eight hundred dollars or something for the girls' guests. <laughs> um, Lawson, I don't know if you're willing to talk about this or not. Maybe you are. Maybe you're not. Let's go. But did you want to talk about uh, this is kind of a newsy thing about uh, you and I have been swapping stories and stuff about how the COVID numbers are going up in Arizona? Um, I don't have much to say. I mean, the numbers are what the numbers are. Um, there's something, I mean, this is happening a lot in the world, I think in many different ways, but like, there's something that's both satisfying and scary about it at the exact same time that it's just a very weird feeling to kind of, I think when you shared the story with me, my response was something like, um, this really sucks to be right. Mm -hmm. Cause like we have been talking about how, you know, some of the states that are opening up maybe are doing it prematurely. Mm-hmm. And then to see numbers kind of reflect that or, you know, at least start to reflect it. Maybe mm-hmm. this is just the beginning, but like, mm-hmm. I think the argument can be made that it's like, it's even a little too early for like the real spike to be seen. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. It's real frightening. I started that, uh, I haven't talked about it much recently, but my dad mm-hmm. in the very beginning had a very weird opinion that this is a conspiracy and, you know, people die of the flu every day mm-hmm. kind of attitude about things. Well, that's I th- people are still making that argument. And it's first of all, I'm like, you realize we've surpassed the flu numbers already, right? And yeah. even when we did, those are the numbers for the entire year. We had done it in like three months. Like, same number as the flu. Yeah, that's after a year. And uh, yeah, I think what you're saying is right. I think the danger is, and this is what I've seen the scientists say, is, well, some scientists are saying that we're actually probably in the beginning of the second um, wave. Mm-hmm. But even the ones that say, okay, maybe we're in like the low, but if you, this, that's when you should really be prepping and keeping your shit tight, because that will determine how big your second wave is. Right. You know? So if you're, if... Like another, the problem in Arizona right now, in particular, is that they're at that weird critical stage for hospital beds. They're running out, and um, okay. So, but if what's going to happen when that second wave hits? Yeah, you know. So yeah, and I mean they're opening up everything. You know, similar to Texas, like they're they are kind of like uh, telling people to wear masks, mm-hmm. but a lot of businesses aren't requiring them. Mm-hmm. So, like here, if I walk into a store and I'm not wearing a mask, they tell me that they won't serve me. You know, go get your mask. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no, I know. I mean, I mean, I wouldn't leave home without it. Where yeah. there, you could forget it and still run your four errands and 
Yeah. Oh, Betty. Know. Betty goes on Facebook and judges everybody. Oh, I see. Uh, Debbie, you know, went to the. She's over here at the, yeah. this place, and she has no mask on. Interesting. I'll be honest. That kind of shit is getting me. Is exhausting me as well, though. Like my like next door message board mm-hmm. is just filled with like I went for a run today and I saw two people at the park and both of them had no mask and like. Mm-hmm. I don't, it's just exhausting that like everyone's judging everyone and like for better and for worse, like it's just a lot. Mm-hmm. And that's just like, that's, you know, a part of the world that's on fire. It's not even all of it. That's really burning down around us right now. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot. Uh, my mom and I don't talk about it much anymore though. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, you know, the story of my sister getting pregnant, like, but when my mom's wrong, she like, oh shit, this this just connected dots in my head that I never have never really connected before. But when my mom's wrong, she cuts and runs. She's not really one to kind of say like, oh, I did that wrong or I'm wrong about that. Mm-hmm. And so like when my sister got pregnant when we were six when she was sixteen, mm-hmm. um, the kind of years leading up to it, my mom was like a holier than thou voice in our apartment complex like everyone knew her to kind of be the a judgmental sort of like Mm -hmm. woman and then my sister got pregnant and we fucking packed up and moved oh like my mom oh really yeah that's what brought us to brea so my mom where were you before brea we were in anaheim so i didn't know that okay yeah and um it was this uh seventh grade i spent we i commuted half of the school year to anaheim Mm -hmm. And then the summer of seventh grade, I uh, officially jumped to Brea's school system. And th- that was due largely in part to my sister kind of like making this mistake that my mom couldn't really mm-hmm. face. Um, there was other, I mean, my grandmother passed away kind of around that time too. So like financially, I think my family was like in a place where we were moving, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But the timing certainly was rushed. And I think because, um, she couldn't face this. And so the point that I'm making is like, uh, she kind of is, our conversations have been like, um, polite, but she was, she would say things like, well, you guys are, you know, the rules are really kind of tight where you are, where here, there's not a lot of cases, you know, Mm -hmm. um, our governor kind of feels this way. Like we're opening up business. And then, so recently it's just been really silent about it mm-hmm. so interesting i think that's probably what i'm gonna get from her see betty and my 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 parents are the opposite not the opposite they're different they do these crazy things and make predictions and whatnot but when they're wrong they'll just lie and say they never said that yeah like, did i tell the story in here about when they thought that the protests were the blm protests were gonna come here and my mom was gonna get a shotgun and wait do we talk about this on here a shotgun for what? Well, we didn't talk about it. Okay. I forget. Sometimes I put stories in this Joe Batanz thinking, oh, I'll do it on Catching Up, and then I forget, right? Do you remember that famous photo during the 92 LA riots of the Korean guy with a shotgun on top of his yeah. liquor store? Mm-hmm. I, I, I imagine Betty in that exact stance So okay. on, your, on the roof. So here's what happened. When the BLM stuff started really, like when the protests were happening in LA and there were a lot more looting and stuff, when that was the initial early part. Okay. Oh my God. This story is so crazy. So my, 
I hear my mom on the phone. She's panicked. And I go, what's going on? Joey, Cookie just called me. And you know her son is a cop. And he called and he said, Cookie? And, which is his mom. It was weird he called her Cookie. Be safe, mom. Um, we infiltrated the text messages from uh, these protesters. And they go, we've hit. This is the craziest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. I made fun of her at this moment. She goes, we've done L.A. And now we're going to Diamond Bar. I'm like, hold on for a second. <laughs> I go, you're saying that they've done New York, D.C., Chicago, L.A., next stop, Diamond Bar? Which, if you don't know, the neighborhood, the, the suburb we live in is like the sleepiest. No one even knows it exists. Yeah. If you've never heard of Diamond Bar, that's the point of the joke. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> One time someone made a map of L.A. County, and they did those funny things, you know, like, the like Santa Monica, like rich people, like they were label it, you know, like where people live, and yeah. then they put a big area around where I live, and they put question mark, you mm-hmm. know, and that explains everything. So well, it's like it borders Orange County, so it's like weirdly not L.A., not Orange County. You know, it's kind it, of like yeah, a, a it borders. Kind of like it also borders San Bernardino County. We're on like three mm-hmm. borders. Okay, we're a border yeah. city. So she goes, Diamond Bar's neck. I'm like, Ugh. and she goes, Joey, it's Cookie's son told me, Joey. He's told yeah. her. So she goes, Alton and Gloria have guns. I'm going to go get a shotgun from Alton. I'll tell him to get his gun. What? Uh, yeah. So I go, okay. Let's say, let's just forget, let's forget everything. Let's say that they did say Diamond Bar, okay? Yeah. There's, I mean, there is a one block strip of like a Ross dress for less and a, a, a the habit burger, you know, McDonald's maybe. Okay. They're going to go riot there. Okay. Yeah. Why would they ever are mine where I am is so deep up. Oh, you have to go over so many Hills and right. it's so deep. They would never get here. And it's just residential. Like show me the protest yes. or the looting, the craziness that you're talking about in a residential neighborhood yeah. anywhere. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, I, and I were, you were imagining the Korean. I imagine my mom with like a, like a pot over her head, you know, like a cooking yeah. pot, and with like a rifle behind, like a picnic table. So, and I go, you never even fired a gun. Do you know the the I don't know what it's called, but the the recoil on a shotgun would just blow her. She would just fly across yeah. the room if she fired a shotgun. Okay, my my father is a a gun person. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has a few. And there was talk to get my mother one mm-hmm. um, because they're gun nuts and they feel like that's the safest thing. Mm-hmm. But after kind of considering things, I mean, my mom is the one who will put like Ben Gay on the toothbrush. You know yeah. what I mean? Like she's doing this. She cannot be trusted with a gun. And I feel like Betty's the same sort of way. Like, she, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Where's the right. back scratcher? And yeah. Then, like, yeah. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. So. Anyway, so obviously there was no riot, there was no protest, there was nothing, right? <laughs> so the next day, I'm making fun. I'm like, I had to go out to the, I had to go check my mailbox or something like that, right? I come back and they go, how? They just talk to me. I go, how they go? I go, Diamond Bar's a wreck. Oh, let me tell you this. It, my mom's birth, or something was coming up. My mom wanted to get bagels because of the protest. What Cookie told her, they ran out to make sure that Bagaloo would still be open. Uh, so they pre-order their bagels because she still wanted to have the bagels on her birthday. Anyway, okay. so I go, guys, they looted everything. It's all gone. They're like, shut up. And I go, you guys were the ones that thought there was going to be like a huge riot. And they're like, no, we didn't. We never said that. And I go, 
You, Mom said she was going to get Alton's shotgun. I was joking, Joey. That was a joke. No one Fake thought news. this was going to happen. Fake news. And I was like, oh. That's what, and that's why I'm thinking it, Trump is a boomer. And I think it's these uh-huh. boomers. They're very similar to Trump. I'm not going to lie. They have a lot of similarities. Huh. They're liberal Trumps. They, they, yeah. they believe fake news. They change their story when they're proven wrong. Anyway, what do you got going on next week? Not too much. I mean, I'm kind of in the uh, at the point in the, a project. I'm going to be putting out another book soon. What? Uh, Are you kidding? No, this one's been in the works for a while. I mean, the last one took a year or so. But this one's been in the works for a while. I didn't write it. I'm only illustrating oh, it. Oh, okay. Um, and so I'm kind of in the point where I'm like receiving feedback, which is very difficult for me and my like shitty personality. Mm-hmm. Um, just, I take it very personally. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, some of it is like natural where like, you know, 10 compliments and one critique and all you remember is the critique. Mm, yes. And yes. then other parts of it is this like weird cut and run shit that maybe I picked up from my mom mm-hmm. I'm realizing, but like somebody says something negative about, you know, uh, something that has taken me a week to put together. And I'm like, well, then you fucking do it. Um, (laughs) You know, like, have you heard me when somebody comes on afterthought and insults me and I fucking block (laughs) them? And, uh, Uh yeah, I got mad. Someone said, I, I, I miss Taylor and I got mad. Yeah. Well, they said I miss Taylor and then they unsubscribed. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) And you know, I told Taylor the story, and he he was like, "Oh, but you can tell like inside he's like <laughs> you know um like, so that's that kind guy. of it. I have you know some work stuff going on with that project. you know, going through old emails and the guy that said he missed Taylor and unsubscribed, I was going to mess clean out messages. I saw that on Patreon. he asked me for a favor, and I did it, right? Mm-hmm. If he ever rejoins, I'll take his money, but he better not ask for any favors because then. I'll be like, go ask Taylor for your favor. I will. I really will. I'll be like, go ask Taylor. If you want to. Oh, I just saw Jordan Darling signed on. Perfect reminder. I don't know why Jordan Darling did this. I don't want to speculate, but I was so surprised. He's so generous. I just want to say he donated to undergrad prep. Oh, that reminds me. So anyway, thank you, Jordan <laughs> Darling, for under, undergrad prep. Big news for undergrad prep. And I want all of you guys to do this. Finally. You can link your Amazon app on your iPhone to Amazon Smile. It used to be only on Android phones. Just this week, I got the alert. So if you go on, if you have an iPhone and or if you have an Android, go to your Amazon app. I can tell you on the iPhone, probably the same on the Android. You go to settings and it says right there, connect to Amazon Smile. It's really easy. And then just choose undergrad prep. And then you don't, you don't have to do anything else. Whatever you buy on your iPhone, they don't think about it. And you don't have to donate anything. Just like I think it's like a third of 1%. It's so small. But we get uh, – undergrad prep will get that from whatever you're just usually buying on, on Amazon. That's it. And, and you don't have to do anything else. They may ask you in a couple months to confirm that you want to still subscribe to undergrad prep and say yes. But if you want to un- donate to undergrad prep and not think about it or donate real money or anything like, – oh, it's real money. But you know what I mean. Do that. Go to your iPhone. Go to your or your go to your Amazon app on either your iPhone or your Android. Go to settings, connect your uh, yeah. app to uh, Amazon Smile, then connect to Undergrad Prep, and then you never have to think about it ever again. That's great. And then we benefit. You I, can I, also I, go to smile.amazon.com and do it on the web if you don't use the app, which I don't. 
Yeah, but you know, there's a there's a Chrome app that will just automatically redirect a smile for you. Cool. Um, and uh, I'll put that in the show notes too. Um, so what else you got going on this week, Mike Lawson? Just that. Um, nothing too exciting to talk about. What about you? <sighs> nothing. I mean, so look, this is my week. I'm, I'm gonna tell you, this is my week every week. Mondays. I wake up, I eat breakfast, I get ready for the rumor mill, we do the rumor mill, and then we do fat camp, okay? Mm-hmm. Tuesdays, um, oh, I have to record this Joe Batanz, Tuesdays this Joe Batanz, Tuesdays there's something else. Oh, this Tuesday, you know, Lori and I have been doing a series of infomercials, uh, BetterHelp bought a series of infomercials. We already recorded the first half, and now we got to do the other infomercials uh, that we record with a therapist. <laughs> They're, oh. The first three are already very funny. And so they'll be on the public feed of Drag Race Recap. Um, I'm going to take a poll soon. Whether Would you want to hear that on Patreon, even the infomercials? Yeah, I think that sounds interesting. Yeah, yeah. And then it's me and Lori. So, I mean, it's not us going like, oh, you don't say. It's, it's, it's really simple. We pick a topic, and then we talk to the therapist. She's really cool. And uh, we just talk about that topic yeah, for 15 yeah. minutes. And then we plug better help at the end. Uh, okay, Wednesdays are my day off, so I just call a bunch of people. Thursdays are my day off, so we just call a bunch of people. Uh, Friday is Drag Race, so that's a work day. Saturday, I record Drag Race Recap, and then I go do the pit crew. And then Sundays, uh, if I'm not doing Catching Up, then I'm doing, uh, something else. I don't know. Shows. Different shows. So that's my week, Mike Lawson. Oh, I will say, uh, I've been getting this HelloFresh. That's all. That wasn't a plug. I was going to tell a story, but I'm like, we're at an hour. I'm not going to tell another story. I'll save it for Nick. I'll save it for this Joe Batanz. Okay. Uh, cool. Nice catching up with you, Joey. Go to hell, Mike. Okay. Thank you for listening to another episode of Catching Up. Contact Mike and Joe and listen to all of their old episodes at catchinguppodcast.com. Follow the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash CU Podcast and on Twitter at CU Podcast. Follow Mike Lawson on Twitter and Instagram at Mr. Mike Lawson. And follow Joe Batance on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Batance. The theme song was written and performed by Rich Green, and the closing music was arranged and performed by Alex Lefebvre. I'm your Auntie Vera Charles saying farewell until the next time Mike and Joe call one another and catch up. It's what they do every single week. Without fail, they never miss a week.